Uh, so welcome to Unsigned <laughs> Like I said, we were just gonna we were just gonna start it. I'm very very informal. Um, it's not as professional. Uh, uh, I don't know, show as you might think. But anyway, so I'm here with Lucid Street, and I've been hearing the name Lucid Street so much in the last like couple months. It's kind of like one of those, I don't know, not phenomenon, I guess, but like it really is. It's you, you guys are on your way up very, very quickly. You were just in what the Elite Eight of uh, our March Music Madness, mm-hmm. and ton of stuff going on but anyway so like i was also saying is that i don't do any planning um i don't well, we actually don't, don't actually know any of you so i'm meeting you and as i meet you our our listeners will meet you too so i guess we'll just go right down the line and like start with kind of uh your name what you do in the band all right i'm nolan hassler and i play uh, lead guitar in the band mike iliadis play drums i'm kate to zone and i sing and i also play violin and what do you do, Billy? I play the piano. I play the keys. That sounded like a question. Yeah, you s- I play the piano? What? What do I do? <laughs> Inv- inspired by John Deacon. Ooh, yes. ooh, ooh. And you, okay. su- and you yeah. summon wind. I do summon wind. That's the thing I commonly yes. yeah. do. Yes. For do. some context, though. The reason I said that. Good for you. That's a good person to be today. That's how chill you feel today? John Deacon's yeah. the bassist of Queen, for those who don't know. We really like Queen. Who doesn't? Yeah, no, right. we, I, I like Queen to a larger level. We, <laughs> like, we have pea shooters to shoot her down after she goes for a little while for it. I cried yesterday when they announced a U.S. tour. Huh? Yeah, I was well, so happy. That's awesome, then. Yeah. So, and I mean, I guess, like, real, now that you say that, I can certainly hear some queen influence but like i guess i want to go back and find out because your sound you know and i said i don't do any research but i do listen to the music and that's mm. my only form of research so like i kind of form an opinion on that where i feel like you're rooted in very classical not classical like you know like sonatas and stuff but like very traditional music that i grew up with <laughs> like because you know i'm like a 50 year old dude so when you say queen i'm like well, yeah, I remember when Queen was contemporary and they were yeah. like, you know, and to hear like that stuff mixed into like modern original music really like got, you know, it like gets me like so I hear definitely some of that influence. But I guess I want to know how you guys came up with that sound that's so original, but so influenced by the past, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. Like you had said that it was like. You know, we kind of have come up kind of quickly, and like it, that's exactly how it's been. I mean, it's really weird. So, like, the band was started in 2021 as. Before our time. Yeah, they weren't even in the band yeah. yet. We I kind of started the band with my ex, who was our first drummer, and then we found Billy, our bassist, Phil, who's not here today, and, uh, Max kind of threw open mics and flyers. Max was our old guitarist. And uh, we kind of just, like, we're doing open mics. And then all of a sudden we booked things, like, 
two weeks after starting to do open mics, people were like, oh, we want you to play for us. And we were like, well, crap, we need a name. So then we were like, okay, I guess we'll be Thunderbird. It's the only thing. Because we wanted to be, like, classic rock, like, reborn. So we were going to be, like, Phoenix, but that's a band. And, like, we just couldn't come up with something. So, like, the Thunderbird is, like, the opposite of a Phoenix and, like, Native American culture. <laughs> right. So that's where we, like, went went with it. Then we really started booking things, and we were like, well, we need a better name than that. And Lucid Street kind of just fell into place. I mentioned my ex being the first drummer, so that shouldn't be hard to figure out why he wasn't in the band anymore. <laughs> and then we got Mike at an open mic. No, 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 no. How did you find me? There was a stalking process. There was. <laughs> it was hard. He's a great drummer. It's hard. It was hard to get him. And no one knew who he was. So I, sh- I had to call like six people and be like, yo, what's this guy's name? They're like, Mike. I'm like, Mike what? Mike the drummer. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, it, it, I played out, and I actually played with Phil at an open mic because he was filling in for somebody. Filling non-pun in. intended. And he, I was told, this guy knew YYZ, so I had to ask him. Phil. Phil. Yeah. You know, okay. I had to ask Phil. Phil. Just for clarification. You know, yeah, yeah. Chip, the other bass player. We told love me. Chip. And we, for those that don't know what YYZ is, just Google it because we're not making it easy for you. If you not, don't know, it's, it's shame easy. on you. you one, know, like. one fun fact. So last night we had a show, like little side thing, but like on our set list it said YYZ ESL version. So like exit stage left version, like Rush doing it live. Yeah. But I didn't have my glasses on. I haven't told any of this them this and i looked down and i thought it said elo version like you don't know about it it was on and the i was World like Record. wait what <laughs> when did elo do yyz i was so confused but it, then i got it you enough. know when they released all over the world in 1984 <laughs> that was on there because yyz is the toronto airport code didn't i know I, that I thought yeah you knew this. so yeah. You know, this is really our message to Jeff Lynn to tell him to do YYZ. <laughs> if he's yeah, you know, he did he did somewhere beyond the sea, you know, so he might as well do YYZ too. Yeah. You know? But anyways, so yeah, then we found Mike, we kinda went jumped through some hoops to be able to contact him. We took him. Then like October ish we, we got me. a new guitarist and then that one didn't work out. And Nolan we had found during auditions and we were like, actually we screwed up we need you. I'm so sorry. We were wrong. Please forgive us and take us back. And <laughs> we took him. But then and what What was even better was the process in which we took him. Because our guitar player left uh, on a Tuesday. And oh, I said yeah. to him, hey, why don't you come to practice on Wednesday? So he shows up to practice. No, but hold on. The guitarist left the band on a Tuesday yeah, when he didn't know day. any of the songs for the show on Friday. He right. knew 14 of the like 45 sh- songs for a show on Friday. That night, as he leaves the band, we contact Nolan. We're like, we're so sorry. Please forgive us. We need you. But the intent and was then, to not have him play. No, the and then Nolan right. just came to practice. And then he was like, actually, I know like a lot of these songs. And we were like, okay. So Nolan was in the band two days and like had his first gig. Yeah. 45 songs? in two yeah. days yeah, it was yeah. Nuts. Nice. i mean we, <laughs> nuts. The, the original intent was billy and kate weren't going to be here so we said hey you know we got gigs coming up in february march and april why don't you know we just go out as a three-piece and go play as a trio and then he left and then we were like shoot what do we do we got to call somebody we got to figure this out so our sound guy peter um 
good plug for him. He's yeah, Peter. The best, best Woo! So um, we we called him up, and he's like, "Yeah, I know majority of the stuff, and you guys know majority of the stuff. Just party to us. Let's put a set list together." Now I guess we won't play an instrumental, the original, blah blah blah, whatever. So then Nolan said, "I can play all the material," and he did. And I said to Kate, "I think you might need to play on Friday." Yeah. You're playing on Friday. <laughs> yeah, so just show up. It'll, it'll be great. And then Kate and then surprised, I surprised us them. and it was sang, so a few nice. so- sang a few songs with us. And and ever since then, it just kind of took off. But, you know, to Kate's point and to what you were talking about, yeah, ever since I joined in January of last year, it seems like everything's been fast well, up yeah. and coming. Yeah. I mean, it's been since the beginning because, like, you just weren't there. You don't know. But, like, we were there. And Where were we? When we started, oh, I mean, yeah. we did. Do you ever know did, where you are? No, we where did like we? one. <laughs> we did like one open mic, as the whole group, and then like two weeks later, some the heritage was like, "Yeah, we want you guys to come play right. here." I was there. You're right. No, but you remember, like, so it's. Like, I wasn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. So it's all. It's always been like boom, boom, boom. But that's but that's all come together quickly. Right, but not just yeah. that, but yeah, different different facets of everything too. Because then the material, like if we were doing cover material, it became more complicated. Yeah. And then the writing process started. We've gotten better though. Like in the beginning, like beginning beginning for us, we were like, we had like t- we were talking about this last night. We had like ten solid songs, right? We would go to the Heritage in Colony. Plug for the Heritage, plug for Jason. He gave us our first shot, so shout out to him. But, like, we would go, have a three-hour window. They would let us play for four hours, and we would show up with three sets of music and would only keep ten songs. So, like, we'd play ten songs the same every night, and then, like, between, like, three shows that were two weeks apart, we learned the rest, like, 40 songs (laughs) were all brand new. And then our bassist, Phil, was like, guys, we can't keep doing this. This is why Phil is in here. He no. Like yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil's he probably like learning the other 50 songs. songs that we probably don't know in our heads that'll show up and in I mean, tonight's it, set. It just sounds like, like it's it's such a, like, um, it parallels a little bit, like, because my band, same thing, about a year and a half ago, we just were like, all right, we're going to we're gonna do this and write original songs, and we just worked our asses off, and we made it to the final last year in Nippertown but like the thing is is like in the 518 is if you put in the fucking work you like you get reward like that's why like because people are always like why why are people successful and it's like the work like you can't just you can't just expect like it's gonna happen like you have to put in the work and people don't understand it's a lot of goddamn work you know too yeah you have to be like so prevalent on social media you have to like spend time flyering and going out and yeah. going to venues and trying to find people and like everything and uh, how many follow-up emails do we do oh a week? my god and then people don't even respond and it's like crazy it's like you get into these like great venues that you want to play and then they turn out to be like assholes <laughs> yeah and then you're like, no wonder it's so hard to get in here. They're like impossible to work with. And people don't realize that you have to do everything yourself. I know. Like it's oh, not like you're right. just sitting because around you're... waiting for someone to be like, hey, come do this. Like you have to do everything right. yourself. Because yeah. you're on the floor level and there is a workload that has to go into getting to the point where somebody else knows that you can draw something. So they'll add that feature right. on afterwards. 
And that's fine because you are an investment. So you not only have to market yourselves, but you have to make it so that you work yourself and you can be applicable to a venue, another venue, their subsidiaries. And, oh, we got this band coming through here. You should hook up with them. Yeah. It's And the work that goes into that, it's just constant. Constant. constant and awesome. like and the other thing is like people don't realize is like day jobs it's not oh, like yeah. it's not like we just have all the time in the world yeah. to do this it's like oh yeah we work four life? something hours a week What's and life? then do all this shit that takes up every minute of every single day so and Billy like, and I go to school Billy's at oh. SUNY Purchase and I'm at SUNY Potsdam yeah so, so that's another no, like not. I was at Potsdam yeah. first I'm at SUNY Binghamton I was at Potsdam I transferred to Binghamton two years ago um, but it's like crazy. Yeah, it's, like, it's a lot of work. It's like for us, and then we we decide like, um, we decide if we you know want to come home. It's like we gotta budget our time. You know, decide the best gigs to come home right. for. Right, right. And then refer, like, refer. I'm the main social media person, so like. I'm like the one who I'm like not even home and I'm like, make sure you take videos at practice today. <laughs> or I'll be like I mean I understand my day job is is I'm a social media manager. So like I understand I do the social media for mm-hmm. like us, the podcast, for Nippertown, for work, for like Oh yeah. And like it's just constant. And if it's, you fall off on it for a second Yeah. Right. And the weird thing is, is you have the algorithms to beat, too. Right. Because someone came up to Mike. Mike had to show up to the Wicked open mic the other day because Phil's stuff got taken from his car at work. So he needed his Shout out to Best Friend Chip again. Yeah, we love you, Chip. Thank you. He He got me into the band, technically, by making me go to Phil for YYZ, but... Our bass player had a hiccup the other day, and his gear was taken, and then he came uh, to the rescue yesterday and dropped yeah. off gear for the gig last night. Oh, yeah, wow. so Chip, like, oh, so Mike goes up to the open mic, and this guy comes up to us, or to Mike, I wasn't there, and was like, hey, you're in the band with that girl, right? And Mike's like, yeah, Katie. Oh, yeah. And then <laughs> he goes, are you guys still together? Like, what happened? And yeah, because we're we're, we're not playing we're not playing at one particular place or stuff like that. And I'm like, but you you're in a band, you're on Facebook, you're on social media, and yet you still can't see what we're up to. Right. Like, it's strange it's to weird. us. It's also like like we post like constantly, like twice I, a day, I, three twice times a day. like story posts, Facebook and Instagram two to three times a day. We got videos galore on YouTube, our Insta bio, the website just right. got updated. But again, like, that's <laughs> a testament to the work. You yeah, know? I mean, that's the product of your work. Like, and we're like, what do you mean? Are we still together? Like, what are you talking <laughs> you're about? You're like, we're fucking crushing it. What we're do you like, mean? What? Like, <laughs> how much? Like, it's like, how much more do we need to do? Like, and I still get messages. You know, like I, I don't know if it's an attention thing. I'm gonna say it's that. But like, then you mentioned of people you know hey we're playing out tomorrow night and they go well where is it and it's like you haven't seen the 300 posts that you've reviewed or better yet you know like you put the content out for people sometimes and they go so when are you playing out again like are you kidding me (laughs) and it's like also like you know some people i don't understand like the need for the hustle you know what i mean like i don't know if you'll understand what i'm talking about like but there are so many like kind of older groups or older people in the area that have been around for 20 30 years they are known because they've been around for so long and they just get in pretty much wherever they want and they don't need to try so we for the times union awards right we like busted our asses like we literally harassed anyone we possibly came in contact with 10 years ago 
and messaged everyone and were like, please, please, please vote for us, nominate us, and get us into the Times Union. So I think it's like you need like 50 votes to even get on the page when the nominations were going on, but like literally anyone could be on the nominations. So we got there, and then we were like, please keep voting for us, keep voting for us, keep voting for us, and then we got in the finals on the Times Union. So technically it's top five, but there must have been a tie between some of the groups. So it was like top six. So we already, we kind of like, this wasn't like said, but we're like kind of had in our backs because we were the only rock band on there because it was like a country band, which was Cedar Creek, my Uncle Rich's band. Um, but then it was a party band, The Refrigerators, the Albany Gate Men's Chorus, and two Irish groups and us. So we were like, hey, we beat out like a bunch of really large rock acts that have been around for like a while. Right. You know, and like... Like, one band, like, we did the Harley Rendezvous last year, which was so fun. We felt so cool. I was cool. telling these guys this story. <laughs> yeah, we felt so cool. And we were on the main stage on the main day. It was awesome. We opened for, uh, you know, two other acts. One is a very prevalent rock act in the area, right? They wouldn't even talk to us. Wouldn't give us the time of day. We're like, you're not a touring act. You're right. literally in your 50s and you're a classic rock cover band and that's all you do. And that's like, just so weird to hear around here because, right. like, it, they, that that like business model doesn't fucking work. Their manager you know? would talk like, to us, if you're but like, like no one in the band spoke to us, so and they weird. didn't make it through, and that to the finals. And then it's like I'm kind of like that person that I'm like I'm not gonna be like like rude but I'll, I'll be a little petty if you're like rude to us sure. like just a little bit <laughs> uh, so i like i'm friends with a lot of the people from like the the those classic bands in the area right so we made it to the finals and they didn't so i just kind of messaged them on facebook and was like hey vote for us like thanks so much <laughs> and, and then, then we wonder why and then, one... <laughs> getting, and then we wonder why we get trolled <laughs> and then one person was like like posted on her uh facebook and she was like oh well apparently we're asking for votes this year or something after i messaged her and i was like yeah because that's how it works that is exactly how it works you can't be bitter that your band didn't get nominated for best music act when you didn't even like ask your followers to vote for you yeah and like people make it make it out like it's like fun for us to be like hey vote for us no. like every goddamn day like three you. times a day Listen, it's not fun like it's worth if we had consistency or you know the budget or the, the the big guns that some of these people have then by all means we wouldn't be asking right, right. But we're trying we're working that's the thing you know it's it's yeah. hard because you want to do the originals and you want to plug that work but there's funding there's promotion that goes into that you have to build up an audience but how do you do that and then you look at every single band in history that's done anything and they've been a cover band or whatever and then they've became a hybrid band or some managers told them your originals are great but you got to go back and you know learn how to play again like the killers were that or or not the killers um imagine dragons that that's one of coolest stories when they were up and coming even though i'm not like the biggest fan of them but the killer's manager actually imagine dragons the killer's manager told imagine dragons <laughs> that's confusing to me <laughs> me too the the, the i got it i got killers, it now i get it the killer he was imagining killing a dragon or? Killing the dragons <laughs> it sounds like one of our songs um yeah so so uh um, he he said he actually said to imagine dragons he goes i'd love to sign you guys but I don't think you're ready. And they were like, what? We've been doing this. He goes, you know what you guys need to do? Go back into the casinos and go learn how to play as a cover band and do it under a different name. 
and they went back and it within six months to a year it tidied up and tightened up their sound yeah. and it's part of the hustle i mean that's what you know that's what you got and that's another to thing that too that sometimes gets a denigration is doing the cover songs like Absolutely. people like look at it as if well, it's like a you know because i mean we were a cover band until a year and three months ago we right. had no original songs mm-hmm. we did three hour sets of covers we hauled our own pa we did every you that's know what we're doing. That's what and we then do. you know and, and it slowly got to where we were like all right now we're Again. a cover band with two Again. original songs yep. and now we've gotten to where we're playing with other bands and we only have to do 40 minute sets and we can do all your own all stuff. originals exactly. like it's but it took years of like daily work and we're trying to accelerate that that, you know we're going through that process in like six months like it's (laughs) but i mean you're like i said killing it like i mean yeah i mean to this point what we have seven seven shades dragon add time cliche potential redemption and Complacency. complacency And then there's and like then a couple Billy and I wrote that really amazing song, so oh, now yeah. it's eight. So, yeah, yeah that's so you know, there's, there, you know, we have material, life. and we're, and we start to cater it a little bit uh, to whatever venue we're playing at. So we're kind of hybriding it. Yeah, for no, lack of a better word. That's and that's another thing. You got to be flexible with it. Right. Yeah. And and the cool thing is, is some some venues they're, they're really embracing the originals and they allow us to play it. And like we're playing the casinos next, and. I mentioned on a set list because they were reviewing what we were doing and because it's a different step for us because that's the other thing we do is we'll take risks yeah. genre wise style wise and it shows in our originals all seven of them have nothing no identity they have nothing in common it. so literally doing Rush tunes Iron Maiden tunes but you know playing Billy Joel tunes and Lawrence tunes and all sorts Lizzo. of stuff. Lizzo it shows up in some of our playing and with Nolan now in the band, he brings a classical guitar element to it. He also is a teacher, so he's had to play a million different genres and songs. So it helps us out a lot. It really does. But, you know, and that's why our songs are the way they are. And it makes it applicable to playing, you know, casinos. That's one thing we're really excited for this summer is we're going to be at Turning Stone Casino. Sweet. Definitely once, but it's looking like three times. Damn, Uh, that's a a good get, man. And they they had said to us, you know, they saw our set and were very impressed that, you know, we had originals on there. And they were actually like, yeah, play them. But, you know, and I had sent out just like a schematic. It wasn't in order or anything. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We won't be playing all those back-to-back-to-back kind of thing. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, because they're like, you may want to split them up, separate them. Not for just for yourselves, but for the audience, too. And we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It's not in order yet. It's not in order yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing is, is that we're scaling up too you know we get invites to do we do a lot of cool shit now like we uh just got sponsored by sixth generation i saw that because i pay attention (laughs) (laughs) um so we were showed up we were using all their instruments last night um i mean mike's sol but like you know nobody likes the drummer (laughs) i like the drummer no one accommodate the drummer but you know nolan and billy had beautiful guitars phil had a great bass and i had a great violin from them last night nice you know they'll help us out with getting you know strings or helping with fixing our instruments if we have any problems um and uh yeah it's cool i just had 
with Dress You Up, uh, worked with Anne Cruteau and had a custom stage outfit made, so that was super fun, too. Um, but What does it look like? Fairy Princess Rockstar Barbie. Okay. Yeah, I know that one, too. Because, again, I spend all day on social media. And what and what, and what what guitar did they give you for at Six Gen? Uh, I think they gave me the Puma. The they Puma. The Puma. Yeah. It was nice, man. It was a great guitar. Nice. Tell about it. Tell about it? Yeah. It was, it was a great guitar to play live. I loved playing it live. Because um, it looked it, weird too. It was yeah. It was a, it was an offset body. Uh, Not the offset. But it body. was. <laughs> it was just so. It was so high end. It was great. It brought. It gave me a sound that I've never had before. And you were and like, it's, it's a sound and, and I enjoyed you, quite a bit. <laughs> and, and you were like, oh yeah, you know, I, I have a couple extra days with this. I'm going to take this home and play it. <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah. should we uh, should we play a tune? Yeah. Did yeah. Did we have one in mind that we wanted to, uh, yeah, let's to play? Do, oh my God. Let's do, uh, we'll do ADD here. Our first single, it was released uh, January 1st of this year. This isn't the live, because I know the live version yeah, oh. all yeah, of them yeah. are our live versions, oh, okay, but cool. this was live at Putnam Place, yeah. but this was our first single this Sweet. January. All right, cool. So let's listen to ADD, uh, Lucid Street, and then we'll be right back to talk some more. Thank you. 
So that was ADD uh, Lucid Street, and that was live at Putnam Place, correct? Yep, correct. That was November yeah. 27th. I'll never forget that date because I've had to type it in way too many times. <laughs> uh, 2022. And we recorded um, four originals and uh, I think like 10-ish. No, it was less than that. It was like nine. Nine covers, the release videos on YouTube, if we want to release a cover, that kind of thing. Our uh, next single's probably going to be our song, The Dragon Song, so keep an eye out for that. We already also have another one called Shades of Red out there. Uh, we're going to try to record an album in the fall. Cool. We have like Maybe eight, even sooner. Yeah, eight songs now. Maybe add a couple more, maybe? Right, yeah. We're aiming at about the double digits, probably, especially as Kate and Billy are now getting back into the full swing of things. We can write together. Because it seems to work well when we write together, the five of us. I mean, Billy will probably have two or three ideas, and then him, him and Kate kind of write things, and then we yeah. just jump. Is that like kind of how songs come together? Kind it's like, of. Sort of. I mean, like sometimes I have like lyrics, and I know what I'm doing, and I'm like, okay, I'm like ADD that we just heard. I wrote the words. I was going home from practice, and I just had in my head like do 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 do. And I was like, oh, that's catchy. And I was like, okay, let's like write. So I wrote these words. I knew them. Like sometimes I know the melody and I'm like, this is how this song goes. Sometimes I'm like, I have words. This is like the vibe of the song in my head. Like give me something to write off of. I came in. I knew that melody. I was like, Billy, I have a song. I think you would be good at this. I I sang two seconds of it and Billy was like, go to the piano. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So that one was easy. Um... Some of them, I, they're just jamming, and I'm like, okay, I got this, and I'll like write words quick and like. Come and that's up with newer, it. yeah. We're, get, then... we're getting better at doing that because a lot of our, a lot of our jams are starting to get to that point. I mean, even potential redemption, one of the newer ones that we wrote, kind of very similar to that. You and Billy actually just sat down, and we're, they were doing the same thing they did for ADD. Kind of, but I didn't have anything yet. What happened was we were like, we're going to write a song. You had said the words potential redemption. Yeah. We were like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool idea. We went to the piano and we just kind of like. Think, I think I was the one that said it. Was you were. You did. You did. Yeah. I'll give you that. Thank you. We just kind of <laughs> sat down and wrote the song. Yet The other day, Billy came over to my house and we wrote a song. And it's, uh, it's called um, Tips for Life. It's very quote air quotes inspirational it's hilarious <laughs> uh, yeah it's kind of like that song dumb ways to die uh, but shitty life tips yeah. <laughs> shitty life tips odd ball you know well you know shock value uh statements well you I know and that'll have it. i mean but yeah the, the two of them sat down and they started playing and i'm like oh i can't not you know add something to it mm-hmm. and we had no monitors no nothing so i just grabbed some some rods real quick and started playing along and then we kind of like strung this together and then billy drew out the chord chart and drummer translations went <laughs> right out the window i went yeah no idea what this is so when when phil when phil and um chris at the time showed up to practice the next night or two after these two had gone back i said hey I recorded whatever was there, but uh, I could not explain this to you, pointing at the board. And then they look at it and go, fucking Billy. (laughs) Billy just writes, like, the coolest songs, but Billy writes, like, the coolest chord progressions, like, ever. We love you. But what will be... Suck it up. Not stopping. Right, hey. Get used to it. Keep keep them coming. But that's, that's the other cool thing is what we'll be doing with the album being recorded in the fall 
or sooner, um, is that during the summer when we're going to be playing out essentially all summer and early fall, we'll be testing these songs out live, you know, just like all the other bands yeah. used to do and still do. Still uh, definitely do. Yeah. You know, to, to get to that point, and we released them, so now people will be able to look at the videos we did for them or the earlier versions. I mean, now we have Nolan in the mix. So now he's added some flavors to a lot of the leads on the songs. And, you know, who knows by the time we get into the studio in August and September, you know, the songs still feel strong when we're performing them. But I'm curious to see how they'll transform when we get there. And like like we said, I would like to give for the, the listeners a little explanation because there's really a Lucid Street song for everyone. Like, I'm not joking. So Shades of Red... Phil calls it Japanese metal. It's nothing like Japanese metal, but that's like our heavy it tune. It was explained that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we have ADD. No. That's like our queen jazzy show tune. And then we have the what Dragon's else? Keep, uh, which is like... Wait, wait, hang on. Is it the Dragon song or is it Dragon? It's Dragon's Keep. It's Dragon's always Keep. been the name you when did, I wrote see, the words. You, it's recording, so there's proof. You, you called it the Dragon. You called it you the, dragon the Dragon song last night. <laughs> no. And at the gig last night, she introduced it as, this is the Dragon song. Well, oh, well. yeah, she's not wrong. It is, it a is a about dragon. a dragon. It is a dragon, dragon song. Yes, yes. It's, so, a, it's a metaphor. But that's <laughs> like if Stevie Nicks and Robert Plant had a child. Um, and then we have Potential Redemption, which is like Yes meets Elton John meets Aretha Franklin on steroids. And then uh, Cliche is like, it, it, you know, uh, the show must go on by Queen. Sure. We were like, the show must go on, but make it different. Like It, 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 it almost became proggy. Yeah, well, we we kind of, it was funny because at first we were writing it and I was like, guys, this is in the same key as the show must go on. Like, we kind of have to change it. It's like way too similar. <laughs> so we like modulated it up a little bit. And then, um, and then we have time, which is like modern stoner music is what we call it. But it's got a grunge vibe to it. It, w- it would be your version of a grunge to it if you were. Oh, that idiot. is not modern. Are you thinking of? time complacency no no that one's more stoner music. that's more stoner complacency yeah. is definitely stoner what's time then it's time? a grunge tune oh okay time yeah, is a concept grunge. invented by man no yeah. <laughs> it's a man-made concept it's yeah not i guess complacency can be modern stoner music and then the one we just wrote um tips for life is kind of just a little funny it's like you know they queen called it an instagram song yeah queen has a song called don't try suicide it's like yep. that level of comedy all right <laughs> yeah. i mean it, yeah and uh complacency i it, we, we were we were playing this whole swing thing on it because billy told me There's no just swing. swing in that song I didn't say... No, that was Chris. Chris that was, was Chris. Oh, Chris. But you said just do it throughout as well. Yeah, but it's not I don't remember swung. Why, so. It's not... Yeah, no. Yeah, and... The, the, but I, I was like, it's missing something. And then, for all the tech geeks out there, um, I there was this 909 pattern I was thinking of on my drums. I was like, oh, this could add like a dubstep element to it. But it's re- real slowish. And, and I was like... <laughs> But not as dubstep. <laughs> I, I, no, I no spring noises. I, I wouldn't, just because it's a 909, I wouldn't call it dubstep. <laughs> How would you describe it? I don't know. Besi- besides me ripping off Muse. I like just just ripping hip, off Dom Howard. Yep, I'm ripping off Dom Howard's samples. <laughs> Even though we use the same equipment, and he's a lefty. 
Um, so I guess we should probably play another Lucid Street tune. Yeah. Ne- yes. Next is Shades of Red. Okay. Listen to us on Spotify. And these, this is, one was also at Putnam Place mm-hmm. on 11 27 22. It was. Oh, see, I even remember the date. You didn't even <laughs> set it up on CD, baby. But look at you no, know. I did not. But I did spin it like several times on Spotify today. <laughs> well, so. thank you. <laughs> All right. So uh, then we'll be, we'll be right back to wrap it up with Lucid Street.
All right, so that was Shades of Red, Lucid Street, and I want to thank you so much for coming out. I know you uh, are actually pit-stopping here on your way to a gig, which After I... After one I last night. Really, yeah, see, and again, that just goes to show the work ethic. You do a gig last night, you stop by for a podcast, head to another gig, so... Well, one thing also, we like to say thank you when we have interviews, so I brought you a Lucid Street t-shirt. Oh, nice. I only had double XLs left because we just had a new Oh, well, perfect. Order. I only have a double XL gut, so it'll work <laughs> but just fine. It, it'll shrink and then also the Sick. back this is a build your own concert t-shirt this is an original <laughs> idea made by me like no one steal this Genius. on shark tank so what really you do is you'll just fill it in and uh when you go to our shows and then you fill in all 10 and you'll get a new free shirt that's awesome dude <laughs> what a great idea thank See? you brilliant that's idea thank you so much no that is that is great. I love <laughs> yeah. I, I love Mark. You know, I'm oh, in marketing professionally, so when I hear marketing ideas, I'm like, like we made um, lighters. We did. Lunch. We bought like little lighter stickers, and then a bunch of Bic lighters and stickered them ourselves. Mm-hmm. And uh, people people idea. loved them. Uh, but anyway, so uh, speaking of thank yous, you know, again, thank you for coming out. And I just want to have everybody just you know give their shout outs, their gratitudes, their hi moms or whatever. So we'll start right here. So I just want to thank uh, my family, really, for supporting me going Aww. through music and supporting me learning how to play guitar and everything and just doing music my whole life. Uh, I also want to thank the band for giving me the opportunity to play out Aww. and uh, giving me this great chance. It's so much fun. It's really worth it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, no, no. After that, it's... No, I have to go last because I have too many people that help us out because I do most of the business stuff. I have too many people we have to make sure. You're going to be that person who gets cut off at the Oscars. No, there's no no playoff music. You can go go as long as you want. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank anybody and everybody who's always gone to our shows. I'll always thank, you know, my mom and my sister always go to the shows and uh, always, you know, helping out with ideas for, you know, staying focused. All our friends, fans, we do have, you know, people who go to our shows all the time. And we're on a consistent basis. We love that because every band needs that to be successful. You know, you always want to feel like it's a friendly atmosphere. So I'll thank that. And uh, Talk about me getting cut off at the Oscars. Goddamn. <laughs> I've named two people and I'm making it heartfelt, okay? Okay, okay. okay? heartfelt. I think emotions. You, I think you can get the dynamic of the band now. <laughs> yeah. It's emotions here. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, obviously all the equipment and stuff like that. And to Nancy Quo over at Ultimate Ears for saving my hearing. <laughs> Go ahead, Billy. All right. Well, firstly, I'd just like to thank my mother. I wouldn't be doing music without her because she buys all the, all the instruments and whatnot. So love her for that. Shout out to Mary. And, Mary, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I guess shout out to the band for putting up, putting up with me. I know it's a struggle. I love to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First, shout out to our bassist, Phil. He's our dad. Thanks for dealing with us. And he's not here right now. He's the dad of the group. Um, thanks to my mom and dad, my grandparents for helping me get into music. I started violin when I was four and couldn't have done it without my grandparents or my mom actually listening to a three-year-old who said they wanted to play violin. <laughs> um, and for them for coming to as many of my shows as they can and thank you to them. 
uh, thanks to my violin teacher, Anna, because I was, have been with her for 17 years. So that's, you know, it's really weird to think you've been playing an instrument way longer than like half your, it's just bizarre. Um, but thank you to our biggest fans, Jamelin and Michael, for coming to so many of our shows. We're going to see them tonight. We love them. Thanks to all our friends and family who come out. Thanks to... Uh, sixth gen strings for giving us instruments and sponsoring us thanks to um who's next ultimate years and telefunken for sharing our posts thanks to Nippertown and the times union for giving us a shot this year and helping us out thanks to our friends and our other band our you know our other band friends especially sydney worthley we yeah. love working with her um Who's next? I had other people, too. All those, all those bands who were very supportive of us in the Nippertown process, too. Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of bands who, you know, were reaching out to us, and, you know, it was cool to see that as we start going to the original band route, that there is a little bit of a community there, and, mm -hmm. you know, people do want to play out with us and show us new venues and ventures and show us... We're not alone in the struggle and right. the muscle of things. Oh, thanks to David B. Bobs. Thanks to Jason from the Heritage and Gen X. Yeah. Thanks to our amazing best friends. Now, also, that's a thing in the band. Everyone is best friend blank. That's how we address each other. Thanks to best friend Peter, our oh, sound yes. guy. And Big hugs. Big hugs. Best friend Shannon, Peter's girlfriend, and she also comes and texts with us, and she's absolutely amazing. And uh, thanks to Rich. Chrisel, our uh, photographer. Thanks to Anne Cruteau for dressing us and or me. But yep. and uh, <laughs> thanks to right. my friend uh, Chinlin for being my costume person and all our friends who end up teching for us and all that. So we couldn't do it without a whole slew of people. So thank you, everyone. <laughs> it takes a village, doesn't it? It does. All right, well, again, thank you so much for coming out. I really appreciate you taking the time. So that is Lucid Street. I am Andy Scullin. This is Unsigned 518, and I'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.